0: So today I'm going to talk to you about a little hack, a little known hack, a little talked about hack for how to grow your audience through your content that honestly most podcasters are not taking advantage of and may not even be aware of. So stay tuned and I'll hook you up. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference? Monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hey! Hi, everyone. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I'm your host. And in case you don't know me, I run a full-service podcast production company called Team Podcast, and we are intently focused on helping as many podcasters as possible monetize their content and engineer their podcast so that it can accomplish whatever financial or other goals they want it to in their lives. So... I am the host here. I'm the CEO of Team Podcast, and I've been in podcasting for a long time, since 2013, when I started my first podcast. I've made over a million dollars podcasting, and it's not necessarily why you should listen to me, but the reason you should listen to me is because I want to help you make as much as you can from your podcast, too. So let's talk today about everyone always asks about audience growth strategies and they want to post to Facebook and should I post to Instagram? Is it worth having Instagram? Is it worth this, that and the other to invest in all of these different channels, Clubhouse included. Um, So what I wanted to talk to you about today is a way for you to grow your podcast in a highly targeted way. And it's going to be not so much about social media, but about Creating the content that your audience wants to hear. You see, what happens many times as podcasters is we do the interviews we want to do if we have an interview podcast and we create the content that we want to talk about on our shows, but we don't really ever spend any time researching what our audience is looking for solutions for. So today's hack is going to be part ninja hacking type skills with what's going on in the internet world. And a little bit of SEO. Now, SEO is search engine optimization. It is a big, hairy topic all in and of itself. And there are people that are specifically SEO experts. I'm not. I am a... I don't want to say I'm a novice at SEO, but I am a self-taught SEO person that just utilizes as we're building websites and we're building online properties, so to speak, with our funnels and other things. We utilize SEO best practices as much as possible because if you do them every single time you post something, then you're building toward the long-term SEO of your podcast and your website anyway. So it's kind of like... um You know, you do it as you go so that you don't have to go back later and fix everything. So what I wanted to show you today is a way for you to grow your audience through providing the kind of content that your audience is looking for. Now, number one, if you don't know what your audience is looking for, you don't know who your audience is, you need to kind of back up from this episode and go listen to some of the others where we talk about what you need to do before you learn who your audience is and, and what you're trying to do for them. So one of the things that I want you to be aware of is that there are two types of, let's just say searches on the internet. Now searches are important because search, S, the S is the S in search engine optimization, But every single day, millions or hundreds of thousands of whatever your ideal potential customers are going to the internet and they are finding content. Now, different platforms give you different types of search. For example, there is intent-based search. Now, intent-based search is when you go to the Google and you say, Google, how do I turn off my water spigot that is not moving, not budging. It's frozen in place. Or you ask the Google a question. It's a terrible example I just gave. But you ask Google a question. You are searching for a solution. Your intent is to go to Google and find out an answer to something. I did it the other day. I said, Google, what is the lifespan of a St. Croix sheep? And Google told me that it was about 14 years. So I went with an intent to get an answer. I put in my question and Google returned to me the results of the answers that they felt best represented the question I was asking. They're trying to give the most helpful answers. Intent-based search is so powerful because it is the point at which you can meet many of your ideal customers. It is the point at which they can find you because they are looking for something and your content is the perfect solution for them. You think so? Google thinks so, and so they bring it up, and then that person finds you. Now let's talk about the types of platforms that use intent-based searches. Google, any search engine, Google, Bing, whatever you know, other search engines you're using, use search-based intent, intent-based searches. Also, YouTube is high on the list for intent-based searches. So you go to YouTube and you put in, how do I change the filter on my refrigerator? Maybe you even put in the make and model of it. And before you know it, YouTube brings you how many videos? Showing people in various and sundry steps, showing you how to do exactly that, right? So you're putting in a question into YouTube and YouTube is giving you videos as the answer, Those types of searches happen on YouTube. They happen on Google. They happen on Bing. They can happen on LinkedIn a little bit, not quite as much. But there's a different type of searching and it's just, um, well, a different type of even marketing with channels like Facebook and LinkedIn and other ones where people are scrolling through a feed or their feed or a timeline and you're having to, as a marketer or as a content provider... Do a pattern interrupt. In other words, you're having to stop to have them stop what they're doing and trying to interrupt their scrolling past whatever your content is. Now, this is where this is the world that most podcasters live in, where they put out content and their only method of marketing it is going into Facebook and trying to do a pattern interrupt while people are catching up on, oh, let me look at the Easter pictures of the kids or, oh, let me look at the dog videos or, oh, let me look at whatever They're scrolling through and you're screaming at them, hey, I have a new podcast episode. Look at my podcast episode. My podcast episode is important. Click here to listen to it. And you are having to interrupt their pattern. Now, let me ask you this. As a, let's just call yourselves marketer, let's go ahead and talk about a marketer through podcasting. What do you think would bring you a higher quality of lead or a higher quality of listener for your content? someone where you're having to interrupt their pattern or someone where you are actually being matched as a solution to the question that they're asking or the problem that they're trying to solve in Google. I don't know about you, but all day long, I want to be the answer to the question they're asking. So if they go to YouTube and they're looking for how to do this or why is that or how can I, blah, 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 like the best option is my content comes back up as an answer, as a solution, because then they're going to scroll through and of the returns that Google or YouTube gives them, they are going to find what answer best suits them. And that's where people get an opportunity to be in contact with you and they get an opportunity to see your content. So here's the thing. If you are a savvy podcaster, you will stop creating the content that you want to create. Did I just really say that? Yes, I did. If let me say it again, if you are a savvy podcaster, you will stop creating content that you want to create and you will only create the content that your audience is looking for. And they are asking the Google and the YouTube, what type of content can they provide? What type of solutions can they provide for that question? So you want to be in the search based realm, the intent based marketing all day long. And if you do that, you will grow your audience with a much higher quality listener because you're finding people that actually need your solutions and need your content to solve a problem in their life. And where did you find them? Where did they find you? You found each other because they looked in Google and they looked in YouTube. Now, there is a whole lifetime of information on the internet about search engine marketing and search engine optimization and all these kind of things. But I just want you to take one little aspect of this and begin to adapt it to your podcast workflow. So whatever your target audience is, you probably, if you're an expert in your field, you probably know what the problems are that your audience faces. The top three, maybe the top five, you probably already know. You probably already know the struggles that they're encountering as they try to solve this problem for themselves. So one of the best things that you can do is you can go to YouTube or Google, or you can use a third-party tool like an Uber Suggest or an SEM Rush, which SEM stands for Search Engine Marketing, or another tool. There's a Chrome plugin called Keywords Anywhere, and you can begin looking at those keywords and you can begin typing in searches for my audience. It would be, how do I make money from a podcast? How much money can I make from a podcast? What do I do to make money from a podcast? How much can I make from podcast sponsorships? All of these are searches that podcasters would be searching for in Google and YouTube to find answers to, right? They would be trying to find solutions and they're going to be searching for it. So why would I not then try to make content that would say, the exact search title that they're looking for. So in other words, many of these tools will tell you can take a keyword and they'll tell you what the top searches are for that keyword. And there might be thousands of searches every month for a specific keyword. They'll also tell you how competitive it is and how easy it is to rank or get your content ranked for those keywords. And it will and I'll tell you SEO is way more than just putting in tags or keywords on your WordPress posts or something like that. It's way more to it than that. But here's the thing. By using these tools, Uber Suggest is one and SEMrush is another one. SEMrush is a paid one. Uber Suggest is a free version where you can do so many searches a day. And then after that, you have to go to the paid version. But Or you can just split up your searches and you know you've got so many per day that you can use. Keywords anywhere, you buy a bunch of searches by bulk. You might pay $10 and get 100,000 searches. And then you can begin mining data from the internet this way to try to figure out what you should be talking about on your podcast. But do you see if you have people in your audience that are looking for solutions to any sort of problem that they have, the first place they're going to go is the internet. And they're going to search for it. And they're going to look in YouTube. And they're going to try to find videos. And they're going to try to find content. So if I know a podcaster just starting out is struggling with um, setting up an RSS feed, I might go and look and see how many people each month are searching for How do I set up a podcast? Or I might also compare that to how do I set up an RSS feed and see how many more searches are going to one keyword or question versus another. I might compare those and find that, you know, 10,000 people every single month type in how to set up a podcast, but only 400 each month type in how to set up an RSS feed. So what am I going to do? I'm probably going to create a podcast titled How to Set Up a Podcast, And that's going to be an episode title. So when you know you're creating content for an existing audience, see, that's the other beauty about this. You're not having to go like most of the time as podcasters, we get the cart before the horse and we go create content. We're like, hey, I had this great interview with this person and they talked about this. And so if you're interested in this, here they are. And you're going to love this episode and listen to it. And because it's great, because it's this person and this person does that. So you're having to try to talk people into your content. But wouldn't it be easier for you just to insert your content into these pools of people that are already out there searching for your answer, the solution that you're bringing? Be a whole lot easier for me and you and anyone else creating content to go and find out what are those people searching for? What are they hoping to find? What kind of solutions are they looking for? And then go create the content because you don't have to do anything else to market it. I'm not saying you don't ever have to do anything else, but I mean, you you can find your pool of people right there. I'll give you an example. This is one of the best examples of this that I have ever seen. And it actually used part of the technique that I'm talking about, but it also combined it with another killer affiliate technique. And um, this guy that I know is a marketer, and he looked up in SEO what people were searching for as far as best marketing tools. So he searched, you know, best tools for marketing, best marketing tools, best marketing resources, best whatever. So he typed in a bunch of these things and he compared them all. And he found out that majority of searches every single month were for best marketing resources. So what did he do? He went and he looked on his domain registrar and found that bestmarketingresources.com was available. So now he's got a pool of hundreds of thousands of people that he knows are searching for best marketing resources available every single month. And now he's got a bought a URL that is bestmarketingresources.com, which Google's like, oh, this website's going to be very serious about providing best marketing resources if that's exactly what the title of the URL is. So then you know what he did? He's a marketer. So he went and he took all of the tools he uses in his marketing business, all of the affiliate programs that he has, all of any of these relationships that he has. And he shows he took all the tools that he had and he began making videos to show other marketers how he used these tools in his business. So he took his payment processor who he can be an affiliate for. And he shows them how he integrates the payments into his processing system and how he creates products that way. He took his email service provider, became an affiliate for them, and said, let me show you how I set up my email marketing campaigns. And he made a video showing you how he used it in a small business. Then he took his landing page software and he took his chatbot software and all these other tools that he uses in marketing that are best marketing resources and put them in one page. And instead of having an affiliate list that just linked to, oh, I recommend this for podcast hosting, or I recommend this for building landing pages or this for email marketing. He has a video there that says, hey, I know you're here because you're looking how to set up an email campaign. Let me show you how I do this in my marketing business and what this does. And he takes and makes a 10 minute video showing you how to use the tool. And then at the end, he's like, you know what? If you want to use the tool and set it up the same way, here's the link. And people click that link and every time they go to that affiliate, he gets a commission on it. So by looking at the searches per month, he figured out best marketing resources was the most searched about topic along those lines that he was looking for of the way you could word it. So he typed in a bunch of different options and found that out. And then he went out and bought the URL bestmarketingresources.com. And then he created all these videos. And for the first Several years that he did that, he was earning twenty dollars to $30,000 a month in passive income because all he did is find out what people are searching for, bought the URL, and created a tool to meet their needs. It's the most valuable affiliate page you'll ever even find because he actually shows you how he uses it in his business. Most of the time when people are affiliates, what do they do? They do the opposite. And they're like, um, you know, if you want to know who I recommend for podcast hosting, and I do it too. But here's here's what I recommend. You want to know what microphone I recommend? Here's my Amazon link to the microphone. You want to know what landing page software? Here's my affiliate link. You want to know what platform to record best on? Here's my link for that. So we have all these links, but no one ever takes the time to sit down and make a video. So he spent like two solid weeks going through every single tool he had setting up his affiliate programs, and then making a video showing you how he used it in his business. And then he set it and forget it. And he doesn't ever have to do any marketing to that page. And he gets passive income because of that one-time little one-month project he did that he's making more than most people make in a full-time job or even in their online business every single month just from that one little income stream. But he applied all the same techniques I'm talking about. And these aren't my original techniques. This is part of SEO. But if you stopped, let's just say you are a podcaster who has a topic about postpartum depression or infertility or prostate health or, I don't know, Pilates or yoga or whatever it is you're doing. All you have to do is go and search some of the biggest questions and problems that your audience is having. Put it into an Uber suggest, put it into a keywords anywhere, Chrome extension. Put it into an SEM rush, and figure out how people are asking those questions. And is there a difference? Or are they using a different word than you are? Do they use tool versus resource? Do they use they use something else? You know? With podcasting, there's a lot of terms, especially when you talk about podcast editing. Is it a producer, an editor, an engineer? What is that person? I just need someone to edit my podcast. So it would behoove me before I start advertising for a podcast editor or for to edit people's podcasts if I would find out what they're calling it. Because if I can call what I do the same and it's the same thing that they're looking for, but they're calling it something different, I can scoop up a lot of business just by being there, calling myself what it is they're calling it, using the same terminology. And that's the whole point of this, is that if you quit creating the content you want to create, and instead create the content that your audience wants to hear and is looking for already on the internet, then you know what happens? You don't have to spend all your time on Facebook trying to do a pattern interrupt and go, hey, I have this great podcast episode of this person who's blind and climbed, you know, to the North Pole or whatever, and they have a great story of survival and overcoming. You're going to be so much better off when you're responding to search-based intent marketing. When you're responding... Whenever your content is the answer that Google is bringing up, whenever your content is content that YouTube is bringing up, you're going to be so much better off because you'll get a higher quality lead. You'll get a higher quality listener. You'll get people that want to go further with you because this is a problem that they're dealing with. So they might be able to pay you to solve that problem. Is there any harm in that? No. If you can solve the problem for them and do it ethically, do it, you know? And so I think so many times we create the content and we either... Name it terribly. We don't adequately convey what it does. But if we would actually start and I'll tell you the same guy, the best podcasting resources guy, he's probably going to get I mean, I'm sure he's going to get tons of traffic today from me saying his website URL all this time. But it's a genius idea and anyone could knock it off. I mean, best chiropractic resources, best dentist practice resources, whatever your niche is. I mean, my gosh. Create a best such and such resources. Yeah, and I already have best podcast resources. So best think about best podcast resources, best podcasting resources, all of those things. But I did it based on the exact same thing. I looked in and found, are people calling them tools? Are they calling them resources? Are they calling them whatever? I mean, that process is one of the things in my to-do list is build that out, right? Because that generates passive income that you don't have to do anything. You create it once and you don't have to do anything else after that. So is it going to hurt me to have that out there and running into perpetuity? no it's not it's only going to get bigger and better and over time a website gets more valuable in google's eyes because you become more of an authority website when you have these kind of things going on so that's the same guy for his youtube channel titles every single podcast exactly what people are looking for in seo and he'll say hi welcome to the video today i know you're here because you were looking for how do I create my first lead magnet or whatever it is they're talking about. And his show is actually the episode is titled how to create your first lead magnet. Right. And so you can use this technique for anything you do. I think so many times we get caught up on titles. We want to, where do I put the guest name? Where do I do this? What do I do this? Like quit creating content based on what you want to create and who you want to interview. Instead, start solving problems for your listeners. Figure out what their problems are and then go talk to those experts and say, hey, today, I know you have expertise in a lot of different things, but we're talking about this one specific aspect. And let's go deeper than they've ever gone before on that one specific aspect. Instead of doing what everyone else does and saying, ah, here's a lovely interview with Dr. So-and-so. Well, what's Dr. So-and-so talking about? Because I I might not know who Dr. So-and-so is. But it might make a difference if I know Dr. So-and-so is an expert on what exactly I'm looking for help with. Then I might be more compelled to listen. But because as podcasters, we are not natural born marketers, we end up shrouding our content from all kinds of traffic that we could be getting just by creating the content that people are searching for. It's a hack. And if you do it, I swear to goodness, it will change your trajectory of your podcast. Downloads are not everything. And so don't when I talk about audience growth, I'm not necessarily talking about downloads. But one of the things that you should be doing is you should be trying to get more people to listen to your show. So then you can thereby get more people to opt into your email list and thereby begin marketing to them. So that's how you grow a show. But it's so much easier to do it through organic content. I mean, content marketing is a legitimate thing. And making everything match up from the initial Google search of your end user for what they're searching for, what Google says, a pool of people of a pool of 10,400 people are looking for this specific thing every single month. And they say, you know what, there's not much competition. It's low competition and it's easy to rank for. Then why are you as a podcaster not doing an exact series on that thing and getting all the value you can out of it? This is how you need to think. And this is how you need to begin looking at what other people in your space are doing. You know, how are they setting up their show? How are they titling their show? How are they creating content? I had an interaction in a Facebook group the other day where somebody was like, how do you guys decide what you're going to talk about on your podcast? And it just like opened up the floodgates of people like, oh, well, I, uh, I love this and I just talk about this. And every single thing came back to talking about what the podcaster wanted to talk about instead of what people wanted to actually hear and what people were looking for answers for. So if you do that, it will dramatically switch so that you're able to spend more time doing more research and sort of planning how to title your content and what to call your content and what sort of content you provide to your audience so that every single time there's a big group of people out there looking for a specific thing, your stuff comes back as the solution. And again and again. And then all of a sudden, those people think, my God, this person's everywhere, every time I turn around, they've got a solution. Now, I've got a lot of work to do in my business to be the solution that everyone's searching for because I built my business before I built the marketing piece of it. I built my business before I built the content marketing piece of it. So now I'm having to go back and do things, undo things and redo things and fix it because it's broken. But you don't have to do that. You can create it. Like I I knew what I knew when I started, but I didn't know what I didn't know. Neither do you. And so now that I know marketing techniques, and I've spent three years studying them and trying to immerse myself in that world and learn from the best of the best and spent tens of thousands of dollars doing it, I have to put those things into action. And I have to take steps that I wouldn't have normally taken because it's a whole lot easier just to create the content you want to create and put it out there and hope at some point in time someone's going to pay you. But that's not how you engineer something to make money. And that's not how you engineer something to replace your nine to five job. And that's not how you engineer something to give you location independence or lifestyle freedom that you crave that brought you to podcasting in the first place. So I hope you understand what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to find the pockets of people that are searching for a solution in your niche by simply, and you know what, if you don't have a tool, like an SEM Rush, I think it's $97 a month, and there's Uber Suggest, which gives you a couple of searches a day, and there's keywords anywhere where you can buy, all this kind of stuff. And there's a ton of other ones out there. You just decide what's best for you. You could simply go to Google and go to Facebook and begin typing in a certain set of beginning of the question beginning of how do i get my whatever and by that time what happens is google and youtube they're owned by the same company google they have those intuitive searches right and all of a sudden down below you're going to start seeing it trying to fill in the rest of your rest of your question and that, with that, you can see what's trending just without any extra tools, without any extra money being put in. But a lot of people don't even use those tools. You know, go in and type your keyword. Um, you know, go in and type postpartum depression or infertility or whatever it is and see what other searches does Google automatically fill in for you. You know why they're filling them in? Because the chances are, if you're searching that word, there's a pretty high possibility that you and the other how many hundreds of thousands of people were searching for something, were looking for the same thing, and Google goes ahead and says, you know what, most people that type in this word are looking for this, is this what you're looking for? And they give it to you there, and it might be the second or third thing on your list, but write all of them down, and then go look at each single thing, and even when you type into Google... You can look at, you know, type in a search in Google and you can look at how many searches it returns or how many answers or solutions it returns. You might only look through the first few pages of it and still say, I don't find anything here. What could you create as the solution that would be able to rank up higher in those pages and give people exactly what they're looking for? Like that's the gold right there. When you see a lot of people are searching for something and none of the answers really address it. None of the answers really give you what you're looking for. So go ahead and create it. And then you have an automatic audience there, right? This isn't rocket science. It's just being a little more savvy than the typical podcaster in your niche that's creating the content they want to create and they're doing the interviews they can get or they're getting the guests come on and the guest determines what they're talking about and what the topic is today based on the guest's expertise. It's your show, your platform, you're the one putting out hooks every single time with your content. So you definitely need to take control of the reins there and determine what the conversation is going to be about, right? And you should have guests on that can go any way you need to go with the content because the content is what's going to bring in the qualified listeners. I hope this has been helpful to you today. I hope you've gotten something out of it. There's just no way to even measure the impact of making this one change and how it can absolutely transform your download numbers, your email opt-in numbers, and that sort of thing. So begin creating content that people are looking for, not what you want to create. If I can help you with anything at all, you can come join our Facebook group, Podcast Monetization Secrets on Facebook, and you can find me at teampodcast.com. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I hope you never again... Create any content that you want to create. I hope you only create the content that your audience wants to hear. Hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join and then i'll see you on the inside